Parental discretion is advised. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. Enjoying this wonderful pizza from Slice on Broadway, the people in Pittsburgh that provide good pizza to podcasters. Want to have your business or podcast featured on the show? Contact us at info at sorgatronmedia.com. Subject line, advertising. Hey guys, it's the Wrestling Mayhem Show, the Wrestling Mania Show. Hmm. WrestleMania, we're on. Uh, we're over our WrestleMania hangovers. We're on the Raw after Mania craziness and all that stuff. I'm Mike Sorgat Sorgatron on the Twitter. I don't even know what my name is anymore. Mayhem Studios, Pittsburgh, PA. I got the crew. We got the crew. That's got the got the cure for you. Uh, with me, of course, from Johnstown, PA, is Bobby F J Town joining us. Hello, sir. Hi, everybody. Uh, I wanted to uh, get my hair cut, kind of like Seamus's, but I chickened out at the last minute. <laughs> wow. Also with us from San Antonio, no, from Poughkeepsie, New York, is Mad Mike. Mayhem City. Mayhem City, bitch. Mayhem City. Mayhem City, bitch. Do we still have an explicit tag on our show? Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. Are you, are you having reason. a seizure? Are you okay? Also with yeah. us... Joining us, the man from the mainstream. It's Matt Collins, mainstream Matt.blogspot.com. Hello, Sorg. Good effort. Good effort. Um, Great job. Okay. And also from <laughs> San Antonio, Texas, he's the ring commentator for Inspire Pro Wrestling, co host on the Indie Mayhem Show, Friend to Animals. Eamon Payton, at Eamon to please on the Twitter. Hi. <laughs> and he's Tom Matt Carlin's. Wow. And this is your Wrestling Mayhem show. We talk about... That's about, gimmick infringement. We talk about the big-time wrestling that includes Terminators and old guys from 15 years ago, apparently still having an impact on what we're watching for the biggest show of the year. Oh, boy. Oh, but we'll get into all that kind of stuff. And, of course, you can join us and become part of the conversation yourself. Of course, go to WrestlingMayhemShow.com. You can subscribe on the iTunes and the YouTubes and the Facebooks and the Twitters. All the links are over there. I'm not going to repeat them here. And, of course, you can drop us a line to 412-206-WMS0 is the hotline. Or you can drop a line too. Good time. Good time. I love. There's only four of you, but it sounded like an entire so room much of people. Larger than us. <laughs> Good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com, and we do have some fan mails. I can't wait to read here later in the show. Um, so, uh, oh, also, big. You, you can also support the show um, in the coolest way possible. You can become our boss at Patreon.com. Uh, slash Wrestling Mayhem Show, and there's links over there at WrestlingMayhemShow.com as well. As look, give a give a few shekels our way, you know. Um, drop us a few pennies. It doesn't matter. You can do a penny a show. Shekel, That's fine. Quack. You know, somewhere what? No, shekel, no, not shekel, quack, shekel quack. deck. What the hell are you doing? But that, we want to thing. He talks after getting a table pushed on top of him. <laughs> his legs, his feet rolled Shucky up like ducky. the wizard. Shucky, the, 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 Chucky Ducky Crunch Crunch. Um, but anyways, uh, you can join us and become a boss of the show. One of our bosses is here. That's why he's on the show again. I don't give him a day off because he's a <laughs> boss. Mad Mike is on there giving a dollar an episode. Uh, I, I may be the boss, 
but I'm representing Bailey. So. Also, uh, our friends from TheWrestlingRevolution.com. They've been a longtime supporter, uh, patron on there. And also, There you go for your earlobes, uh, who has been a longtime friend of the show and contributor as well he's our boss man and we give our exclusive stuff on there uh wrestling man show gold oh we didn't do that this week we'll, we'll do that here at the break uh matt carlin said oh, that yeah i can't wait that idea i that can't wait had. it's gonna be awesome everybody you're gonna love this week's gold oh, what's the goal interview sorg yes it's i'm the interview awesome. now there's a concept to this too right oh yeah we're going to do oh, psychological yeah. analysis of the effects of watching 30 WrestleManias in two weeks. Oh, I'm, excited. Wow. Great. I'm excited for this. <laughs> That's exclusively you're going to get if you're a Patreon uh, on there this week. So with that, um, let's get into uh, – wait, what was our first – hold on. I got a button right here. Oh, there we go. Best WrestleMania ever. You can take a swing at my ego. Um, so WrestleMania <laughs> apparently happened this weekend. This yeah. guy didn't win. Oh, he's gonna leave he did him not there. win. He did not he win. Looks about, he looks about as strong in 2D as he did on uh, Sunday night. Roman Reigns did not win, no, uh, but we had a lot of fun stuff. So uh, you'll really... There's not enough smirking on that cut, cut out while he's coughing up his lungs. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'll just kind of draw some blood in here with the crayons we had from the, acti- the WWE. I brought a WWE activity book to the uh, Carlin's uh, WrestleMania party. Oh, are we... Do we? Shoot, where is that thing? Wait, hang on. I'll go get it. Okay, oh, go get the- <laughs> uh, so many people. Oh, we didn't declare a winner on the picks either. We didn't do that too. Uh, maybe we'll do that on the Facebook group or something. But... Um, Anyways, uh, no, I thought, you know, instead of doing a recap, doing anything like that, really getting into the things, I, I want to really kind of hear what was your favorite part of WrestleMania? You know, what made it WrestleMania for you this year? Uh, kind of in a big question style. Uh, so uh, who wants to go first? Oh, sorry. Wait, I got my, there it is. See you. <laughs> oh, there it is. There, yeah, check this out. I got this at a dollar store. And Seth Rollins at the end of WrestleMania. Whew, was oh, all that, in the middle, man. That, that's a real dated one. It's still, still got old, like, in-character Kane on the front cover. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, like an outdated Seamus picture. There it is. It's no good anymore. Like, <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, you'd leave. Oh, sorry. No, no I was going to say you should only color in part of the hair just to try and make it more accurate. I was going to say, to be fair, leave corporate Kane in black and white. Yeah. No color. There you go. Just color in his pants. Draw a real <laughs> face on his mask um, with a frown, you know. Because, <laughs> yes, of course he's frowning. Because he's Kane. Um, he's the Kane. corporate man. He's grumpy a corporate Kane. man. You know, you ever seen a happy corporate man? Let's be honest here. Um, anyways, so so best moment for – this is the acti- activity book review show. Um <laughs> There were stickers in there. I had to get there were stickers, and we 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 had stickers, and the kids loved it. Um, and our truth is blue. I learned from Matt's son. <laughs> Good. So. I also I also just learned that Matt Carlin's kids don't see color. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> None of us should really see color. We should be teaching our children not to see color. Yeah. Bobby F J Town. <laughs> what I want you to kick this off now. What was your favorite moment of of WrestleMania? <laughs> Also, I just assumed that uh, Matt Carlin's kids were the ones that made our truth blue. It could have been one of you guys. <laughs> it was probably Lunchbox. Let's be fair. <laughs> well, you know, you know. Uh, but no, it, what, what did you? What was your favorite part of uh, of uh, Rather Bobby? What's going on with um, the camera? 
I don't know. Um, I'll fix it here. I'll fix it. Just keep talking. My my favorite thing was probably the the um, ladder match, the seven person ladder match. Nice. Even though my pick didn't win, wasn't even in the match. Um, he did get a new haircut the next night on Raw. But um, and and also I I loved how they set up the uh the the battle royal, the end of it. Mm. I I I really enjoyed that. It was a good show. Um, was it the best mini of all time? No, I don't even think it topped last year for me. But okay, uh, I, I I still think thirty was. I don't think I I think it's going to be a long time until they come that close again with the whole Daniel Bryan thing and Cesaro winning the, the battle royal mm-hmm. last year for the first time. Even though nothing really came of it, but it, it was it was it was an overall overall it was a good show. It was a good moment though regardless yeah, and yeah. i mean that's still like you get to say hey cesaro remember that time he won that thing yeah you know mm-hmm. i mean that's still that that puts being, him in the like, record books being there live was like such like i look back on that moment specifically like very fondly like just losing my mind when he picked him up like that's that's special that, so yeah i agree oh uh, and, and at one point i actually tweeted out what year is this? Or this is the year 2015, right? That's actually <laughs> that's of, actually what we were. All the nostalgia. <laughs> we were actually screaming that at the screen at the party um, <laughs> repeatedly. Uh, we were very confused. But the, be- the best it. part of that, to me personally, was Shawn Michaels kicking Sting in the face. Oh yeah, yeah those cool. are two guys who've never interacted. Yeah, like not even close, and that was just really cool. They're also super born again Christians, so that's very fitting as well. <laughs> Turn the other cheek and kick them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, what about you, Mike? What was your high spot? Uh, I had a couple. Um, on the pre-show, I have to mention this. My tweet was one of the ones picked when they asked Lita a question. So that was just super exciting for me because I freaked out. Um, I wish I had asked it from the Mayhem Show account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, not that sort. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, it was it was pretty cool. It was uh, talking about Lita and Trish possibly going against the Bella Twins in the future. So I, that was that was fun. Um, I also really loved Rusev's entrance. On a goddamn tank. Oh yeah, that was the best entrance. So, ever. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, let's just say, like, let's just say right now, greatest mini entrance ever, right? I'm still gonna say Shawn Michaels on a zip line, but no, number two, like right below, is Rusev in a tank. That that's just over the top. That's great. It was everything. Was, I, I it wasn't wasn't that we were talking about. Like he needs to come out on this ridiculous Russian regalia, uh, holy mm-hmm. crap entrance, and that is exactly what they did. To the mm-hmm. point where not even San Francisco could support America at that point. Could, could I add something? Go ahead. Thank mind. you for raising your hand um, on the audio podcast. Rusev, yeah, no. Rusev's entrance, best entrance possibly ever at WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah. You have that. Yeah. John Cena, <laughs> on the other hand, had a Ronald Reagan PowerPoint presentation <laughs> and then followed it up with the same outfit he wears every week. No USA rah rah stuff, and just proceeded to run down to the ring like he always does. I was yes. totally disappointed. I wish he would have nothing. But but the thing is, Cena's had so many WrestleMania entrances, but so it, many. He could have at least come out with the Max Landis John Cena check. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. That was so great. <laughs> you know, what if no one would? Do? You ever consider? But, I, but 
but from the the Ronald Reagan PowerPoint presentation, I knew he was going over at that moment. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Do you think, um, because I mean, it takes a lot. There's a lot of planning. Do you think like maybe something fell through in the planning for John Cena's entrance? Like sometimes I think that what, especially since you got a big one for one guy, but not the other one, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into this, a lot of planning, a lot of choreography, a lot of like, well, we got to get all these people to be soldiers or something like this, you know, maybe whatever troop that maybe was supposed to bring them out like they did in Florida that one time or Georgia or wherever that was, you know, maybe that Vince, fell through, you know, at the last minute. You never know. Vince couldn't get the, Vince couldn't get the <laughs> Eagles from Lord of the Rings to come and see it. <laughs> I mean, the last moment. he should have just co-opted the Swagger Soaring Eagle. There you go. He should have just co-opted that or ha- or like... I, I think I said this last night on the on the wrap up. Fly a Harrier jet in and use that to blow up the tank Rusev came down in, and then just parachute into the ring. Like that's ultimate John Cena. Wow. <laughs> Zeb Coulter is his manager. What about you, Matt? Um, well, I I really appreciate you guys letting me take this, but um, I mean Seth Rollins' cash in was definitely the highlight oh, yeah. for me. <laughs> That was uh, Sorg. Sorg is a living witness to this of me jumping out of my seat <laughs> towards the end of the show, and not just because of um, of him running out and cashing in, uh, but just because of the very, very, very narrow time window that they had <laughs> to execute this. Because at eleven fifty-five, um, the little producer in me, the little mainstream producer in me, was already starting to sweat over the possibility. That they weren't going to have enough time for fireworks or things like that at the end of the show. And that's before Seth came out at like 10.57. Which I think was especially effective in that by then you're like, you've given up on him coming out in a way. You're just like, I I guess he's not coming out. (laughs) Will this match end in time? (laughs) It's just like, I, it was a lot of tension, a lot of releasing of tension. Um, and the moment where where Brock caught Seth on the second curb stomp attempt and was holding him up in the air and Reigns is just starting to come into view. And in that split second, I had no idea who was going to win. Like just that moment of having like any one of these three men is going to win this match and I have no idea what's going to happen next, mm-hmm. which was a pretty amazing little uh, operation right there. Nice, nice. What about you, Eamon? Um, I, I do have to give credit to the actual Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns match because it did exactly what they needed to do. Um, the only way to keep it from being just a smattering of just uproar from, from San Jose was make it a fight and, and Brock, have Brock dominate because... It was that was extremely entertaining. Um, it was something that when we I was watching it with a bunch of friends, we were just like so invested as to what Brock was going to do next. Uh, and I I would contend that Brock Lesnar is one of WWE's biggest stars right now. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. I, I really thought it was good stuff. Uh, I also want to give a special mention to the Seth Rollins Randy Orton match, which I personally felt was the best match on the show. Uh, and I didn't expect a lot from it. And I thought it was very good. Not just the RKO, which was phenomenal, but um, the whole match I thought was really, really good. Um, it, it was really fun stuff. I enjoyed it. 
Awesome. We got some from the chat room here. Uh, Wrestling Revolution in the uh, chat. Zero. Um, favorite WrestleMania moment? Uh, Barrett breaking a ladder and being the bejesus out of Stardust about bringing out stupid arts and crafts to a match. <laughs> yeah, Stardust's bedazzled ladder. That was amazing. That was the I, I uh, one of my buddies when I was who I was watching it with called that the Rainbow Bridge. And I'm mm. like, yes, that's exactly what he would call. I, I don't think they had let the glue dry on that thing for long enough because, like, anytime anybody made contact with it, it was like glittering gemstones everywhere. It was it was a mess. It, it might have just picked up a lot of moisture under the ring. That could be too. Oh. It was, it was, they were right and, in the and, sun. And because as Jerry Lawler said, it's very hot out. Yeah, so yeah. hot in the show. By the way, and they, also, can, can we give shout outs to the two pre-show matches, which were amazing? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And even Alex Riley got got destroyed by Miz and Miz now. Oh, it was the best. I don't recall him winning a tournament of NXT talent to get a spot in that battle <laughs> royal, Mike. But he I, I, I think he was taking um Jimmy Uso's place, honestly. Plus, they promised him a rumble spot, and he didn't get one. <laughs> so, wow. Also, um, also, could, oh, could I just mention that uh, my friends and I were watching Jerry Lawler and and everybody's uh, Mountain Dews the entire night. <laughs> they either they had refillable Mountain Dews that were bottomless, or they did not touch them at all. You, oh, uh, just a note. That was not Mountain Dew in JBL's bottle. Let's just get that, <laughs> that was that was straight up Fireball whiskey. That was that was Michael. You sure um, wasn't Mountain Dew and vodka? I was gonna say Fireball whiskey is is red. That wasn't Fireball. Well, the the the, the container is green. <laughs> that's true. Like, oh, that's true. Drink, Michael. <laughs> but but when they take those out there, especially with the uh, the Diet Mountain Dew, I don't know what it is that makes it look like glowing yellow these days but um that must do great things for jerry lolly's heart even, even like <laughs> renee and everybody on the pre-show didn't touch them <laughs> oh no on uh on one of the wrestlemania today's though barrett was drinking the hell out yeah <laughs> <laughs> barrett chugged and cesaro cesaro practically chugged it <laughs> and later cesaro in the, the, cesaro and needs was, caffeine to keep he going was selling though. it too he was like Mm, like, making later, sure the label was out right and everything. Later in the restroom, you, you could hear their conversation with Wade saying, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> wow. Um, and also from the chat room, I don't think I got this yet. Uh, Alex Allen, California. Cali uh, says he loved, loved, loved Triple H's Terminary entrance almost as much as Rusev. Can't. What? Was it daylight? The, well, only, the, only, the only thing that would they've that better is if Sting came out in a RoboCop entrance. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, okay. I got to I got to go with that too. Um, I don't know his favorite moment, but not one of those like I can't believe they're doing this. But holy crap, they're doing this and not in a horrible, horrible way. Yeah, it came off a little cheese. Yeah, it's a crossover for a movie and yet another Arnold Schwarzenegger influence thing. Um, but a fun way to use Arnold Schwarzenegger at freaking WrestleMania, I think for the first time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, even it was a video package sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it was interesting. And and, and the fact that it, it also may just be the biggest, most expensive rib on Sting for the Robocop thing uh, is in the back of my mind the entire time <laughs> as well. 
I mean, that's like RoboCop. I, I, there's mind well, games one, there. Once, once him and the other robots were like rising from their uh, podiums or whatever, everyone who I was watching would just start laughing their asses off. Like it was very like I, I like going back to it. I don't know if it was daylight if that was the reason like, it looked so weird, but like I don't know. <laughs> like I. Well, also, he also the ring attendant just handing him like severed robot head. <laughs> like, just, here, take these. I, I, I want everyone to like burn that memory of the guys handing him the robot heads into your memory. Because <laughs> if you watch back WrestleMania now, that's not there anymore. <laughs> that's what I up? wondered. That's why I like. Yeah, I feel like that. that out. Yeah, I, I feel like that wasn't supposed to be there. No. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, because it was supposed to be like that. Triple H ripped the heads off. The Terminators that mm. rose up, like that was supposed to be the deal. No, but I don't think so because you saw you even saw them carrying the things out because those those uh the Terminator attendants, I guess we'll call them. Um, but uh, it was John and Sarah attendants. Connor. It was John and Sarah Connor. That's but um, no, Triple H, Triple H comes down to the ring after that, and they basically cut to Sting with the greatest look on his face. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> also, um, uh, we got to, we got to see the WrestleMania debut of Enzo Amore, which was nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. He was uh, <laughs> a couple of the NXT superstars. Real the scarecrow in the room. How you doing? <laughs> was he the scarecrow too? No, he was the uh, double soldier. duty. Did oh, he have a duty? I thought he was the scarecrow. Uh, I, 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 well, I know he they was the resistance because uh, Antonio yeah. Garza put a uh, picture up of the uh, what was the it? NXT talents who are dressed up as the. Terminator crew oh, for Triple H's entrance. Triple H's just... deal now is I'm going to work in NXT talent into my yeah. entrance without letting anybody know. Yep. Also, spoil- also, insider spoiler alert, uh, I do know a, a certain co-worker of mine and friend of the Indie Mayhem show uh, that got to be one of Rusev's soldiers, so I'll just say nice. that. Nice. <laughs> I'll just keep it at that. Nice. Um, nice. Can I, can I say something about the uh, Rusev Scarecrow entrance? Bobby, can you not have to ask me if you can say something? You're on the I'm podcast. Sorry. Can I use the restroom, Sorg? <laughs> also, you you don't have to raise your hand either. <laughs> so, Bobby, um, you have too much Mountain Dew. I did. Bobby, I know it's been a few weeks since you've been on after the unfortunate after the unfortunate peeps incident of, uh, on, on wrestling. I still have them here. They're hard yeah. to rock. Don't eat don't them. Don't eat them, don't Bobby. Don't eat them. Don't um, even throw anyways. them away. Just the, don't don't the, wait till Easter. They will not rise again. The Rusev uh, Scarecrow. Oh, you mean Bray Wyatt? Or the, yeah, the, Br- the Bray Wyatt Scarecrow entrance. <laughs> the Rusev well, with the Scarecrow. <laughs> the the Rusev or the Bray Wyatt Scarecrow entrance was cool, um, but it looked too bright, like the day with the daylight. Yeah. But um, Matt McCarthy of the We Watch Wrestling podcast, I follow him on Twitter. He posted a picture on his Instagram of. The, the actual photo from it and it it looked so cool because it was like kind of getting dark mm-hmm. and it looks so creepy and eerie on instagram i, I, I think don't like know that if... combined with like the smoke that they yeah, might have yeah it looked a lot better like in a photo than it did the entrance looked there i, I guess I really also entirely defeats the per- song just changed into thriller though yeah, I was yeah, waiting yeah. for it the whole time. Entirely defeats the purpose of the uh, the lantern, though. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna? What are I, you but no, that's just that, that's more. that's just there to be there because it's part of his gimmick. I mean, it's not a functional thing. Don't just get wrestling. Come on, 
functional things in wrestling? Why does a guy bring a snake to the ring? You know, I mean, it does, I, I it doesn't need to make sense. A, a bat can totally split a sledgehammer in half. I mean, come on. <laughs> Maybe Bray Wyatt oh, yeah. is blind. By the way, R.I.P. Sledgehammer got killed off of WrestleMania. In oh. oh. uh, a perfect sledge. That's right. That's right. Uh, Matt, you're trying to say something. I think we can all agree it was a shame that the sun had to stay up as long as it did. Really, sun? You really need to stay out this long? Really, California? Go home, sun. Hey. You're drunk. Matt, Matt, you gotta make global warming look strong. Gotta make global warming. <laughs> By the way, here's it. I, I, I didn't really think about this until later in the in the fact. I'm like, would, would any of you guys, especially the East Coasters, like like Mike and Bobby and my, myself, would you guys have been that offended if they would like push this back an hour and been like, you know what, we're gonna go like. You know, we're going to do this all the way. We're going to go to midnight so we can get a, a solid 90 they've, minutes of darkness. I, I they've done in the past. No extra influence, you know? I wouldn't, but a bunch of other people would. And the pay-per-view companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think it's the pay-per-view companies. But then again, you never know. You, I, then again, I was going to say UFC, but UFC runs on Saturdays. So yeah. it's a little different. And you, UFC events run super Oh, late, they run right? late. They yeah. run, they run like one, two a.m. sometimes. UFC but they're all Saturday are, nights into Sunday. So UFC events are run by vampires. <laughs> okay. And also, uh, from the chat room, Riz said he loved the tag team fail four way. Yes, mm-hmm. that was great. Which had a lot of Tower of Doom spots. Mm. So and uh, woman on bull violence. <laughs> and woman on man violence too. There's some of that. So, okay, so we, uh, uh, okay, my my favorite thing. um, Speaking of woman on man violence, Ronda Rousey. One of my favorite things. Okay, can we say that favorite thing for a lot of us is that fact that she was kicking ass wearing a Vegeta t shirt? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, I mean, that was pretty tremendous. But um, Vegeta got more ring time than AJ did. That's true, too. Um, Okay, well, honorable mentions here. Divas match, I thought was great. I thought it was good. Best Divas Mm -hmm. thing. Best Divas thing since the last thing I was excited for, uh, Mickey James versus Trish Stratus at like 23, 22. I, I can't go on that. I love the Battle Royal. I know you love the Battle Royal, but I, wa- I as we mentioned, I recently watched it, and I think it's a hot mess. Um, I don't know. They, they, I think they did, for a 15-woman thing, I think they did pretty well. So. I think the fact that they for had a 15-woman 15 15 woman thing, thing that followed The Undertaker losing for the first yeah. time. <laughs> exactly. That's what everybody needed. <laughs> that was the biggest death spot you could ever be that's in. The mother of all death spots. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. Um, the Ronda Rousey thing, even though the whole thing is really just to promote uh, Fury 7, apparently. Um, and also, also the, the comments from Dana White were, I thought were kind of interesting as well. Um, apparently, when you're they're on that level they can do things like this um but anyways uh no my my favorite thing was not when rollins came out but early on when we had brock lesnar having his way with our favorite samoan with your boy Mm -hmm. and we started counting we had Heyman counting it looked like it might be SummerSlam all over again Suplex City bitch Um, (laughs) by the way go check out Alex Carr's uh, t-shirt over on uh, on the the Facebook group for Wrestling Mayhem show buy that shit go support him um, for Suplex City uh, but uh, that we did get a match. Like I'm not a person. I try not to be a person that applauds blood. But it really not that it needed it, but it was really appreciated in this match, and it felt really mm-hmm. important. And it felt okay. 
he's not beating him, but he's messing him up a bit, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether, you know, they were hard weighing it or whatever it was, but it looked brutal and he did look beat up the next day. Um, Brock Lesnar may not do too many matches, but he lets it be a fight. Like, I feel like, yeah. like my thoughts during this were, I feel like, you know, it's, Hey, I'm used to getting punched in the face for real every six months. So let's just still do that and make this look good. Um, and I think that's really what came off. And I thought that match before the Rollins thing, which was just the icing and just made it everybody's mind blow on this one. Um, the, the slow-mo slap that he gave Roman was one of the greatest like filmed things I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Just Roman's like still face, like passed out, just getting slapped in the face by Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Great. like, there were a, there was a series of super slow mo replays during that main event that just looked vicious. Like every single one of them just looked like knees to the ribs, knees to the head, slaps in the face. Like everything about that main event just looked in so part, violent. I feel like I feel like like even you know if, if this was a thing where Roman came out in the end, you know, I felt like they were on their way to making him look credible, you know, and maybe turn some fans. Probably not completely. I, it sounds like, and it sounds, and it sounds like it was actually a worse crowd reaction for Roman uh, in person than it came off on TV by a long shot. So it probably <laughs> wouldn't have even worked that night. Um, he would have had a freaking walk on water to make that to come out of there alive. And and yeah, as he is, yeah, there's, there's no turning back. There's no no no, which is what you, what do you do with him now? You know, it's something interesting has to happen with him. But still, like that match at that point in time, early in on and and towards the end, up until the Seth Rollins thing. I thought was tremendous and it was not a WrestleMania main event match like you've ever had before much like it wasn't a SummerSlam main event match like you've ever had before mm-hmm. and um and I, and I like what they're doing with it and I'm kind of interested to see what they do with it next so I, thing, that was my take hmm? only thing that was missing was the vomit in your mouth <laughs> what <laughs> blood vomit in your there's blood, no piss shit oh jeez anything Oh jeez, <laughs> guys! So there's that. that. We know. There's that. So uh, so let us know your thoughts on wrestling. What was your big high point from uh, WrestleMania? Uh, let us know on Twitter's and everything. Uh, so, anyways, uh, and blood, yes. <laughs> uh, so you know that we all supported the big one. We all paid our nine ninety nine ish right mm-hmm. uh we're all you know the wrestling wrestling wrestlemania season is over and why don't you spread the love some other indie wrestling uh our friends of course we do over at pittsburghwrestling.com and indiewrestling.us is a little venture a little side venture here with sorgatron media we just recorded before this uh an interview with the great justin Plumber, the uh promoter over at iwc the international wrestling cartel got some big shows coming up and we got a lot of them all for dvd and digital download on uh indie wrestling.us you can pick them up 9.99 for the last couple of shows uh cage combat in clearfield and iwc reloaded we're just talking of these were uh, attendance uh, record setting uh, for the promotion for the venues uh, 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 shows the last few months and all kinds of other stuff. Vicious out, uh, yeah, vicious outcast wrestling. Uh, our friends down there south of the city here uh, with uh, Davey Richards, their last show at January Jackpot. Uh, RWA having some great matches recently with Sanjay Dutt taking on Shan- Shane Andrews for the cruiserweight title and had just a great. Fun, fun show at March the Victory this past weekend uh, with Mickey Knuckles, former TNA knockout, in an intergender 
uh, Falls Count Anywhere match. Raymond, we're going to talk about this on the Indie Mayhem show because I have words about this match that okay. almost that almost went bad. And we'll have a discussion about that. Um, okay. Yeah, but you can buy the DVD and see it. You can and buy then... a DVD and probably hear me yelling at wrestlers. On, <laughs> I didn't check the audio for this one, but I did read it earlier today. Um, but anyways, but no, it's fun. It's super fun. Uh, uh, Mickey Knuckles and uh, Nick Espontaro, great match. Fun, fun, good to have her around uh, on the promotion as well. Some really cool stuff. RWAlive.com for that. IndiaWrestling.us and check out other stuff like uh, uh, Finding Zach Gowan. Uh, the great documentary that we I had the chance to be a part of uh, to put together uh, is there uh, on digital download. Uh, Montreal Theory, all kinds of fun stuff that we've been working on over the past few years. So let's bring it around to the mainstream, Matt. Sorry, I just have to mention you whenever I yes. come around to uh, So let's talk about the Hall of Fame or the Night of Too Many Speeches. Um, so I, I got to view this. Maybe, I don't know. I didn't get to see the red carpet. I might just view it through because it, it's always kind of fun to see all those people out of element, you know, just like the WrestleMania todays and everything, right? And you, we were already alluding to some of that earlier. Um, but uh, Mrs. Dad, Mrs. Dad was in the background many I didn't times. get to see the yes. Hall of Fame. I get to see and, the- uh, Maria Menounos. Stole the show at the Did red she? carpet. Well, well, for me on this one. So, so, what happened at the red carpet that that she really kind of um, sword? She did the entire Dusty Rhodes hard times promo. What? Two with, Dusty Rhodes's face. Yeah, two Dusty. Two Dusty Rhodes's face knew it better than he did because oh, he's no. clearly forgotten the actual words of the promo, and she did it in her Dusty impression. Mm-hmm. It was. A microcosm of gloriousness. It really, seriously, just scan through anything they did pre WrestleMania mm-hmm. and just watch whatever Dusty Rhodes was on. <laughs> whenever Dusty shows up on your screen, whenever Dusty, because you can tell, like, when Dusty Rhodes shows up, everyone who he's around just, just like, gets heart eyes and listens <laughs> because he tells so many cool things. Just everything about it, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Plus, we got to see Maurice. Also a very good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what was, uh, let's do this too. You know, what were your high points of Hall of Fame? What do you think was, was the best speech of the night, for instance? Amen. Uh, it's pretty funny oh, you should say that. Pat? I thought the best speech of the night was actually um, Shawn Michaels introducing Kevin Nash. That was the best speech of the night. I thought so. I was cracking up. And it made a lot of sense why they put that at the end of the show. um, Because it was just a nice kind of way to keep the crowd energized and lighten the mood a lot of it after there were so many other emotional things at the end of the night. It was good positioning and a good decision making. Certainly. Certainly. Uh, Eamon, you you have some thoughts? Um, As far as the one I like the most, I'll just say this right now. you know, I never really liked the Bushwhackers because, <laughs> for obvious reasons, you know, okay. I, well, I it's, it's era, not your but, era. But after the Hall of Fame, I got compelled to watch Bushwhacker matches for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, I, it's something I never thought that I would would say, but oh my god, they were really hilarious, and <laughs> I I'm sad that Butch doesn't make a lot of appearances uh, now. Uh, in, in like, because I think Luke's the only one that does like the independence uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but Butch is hilarious. Oh, Butch's story 
Because he's 80 and talks like a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) It's the greatest thing. His story story about how Luke had, like, the... um, The Royal Rumble? Yeah, the real fast Royal Rumble. He's like, I was in there 25 minutes, and they got the same check as I did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Bushwhacker Butch was the best. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, fantastic. I do have to admit, I was losing it when they started making the random guys start walking yeah. up to the stage so they could personally thank them. Because this is like, uh, who's like the strict, the most straight-laced guy that we could pick out of this crowd to make them do our stupid walk? Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Bret Hart did not know how to do the bushwhacker. No, no, no. Bret Hart's bushwhacker walk was a four out of ten. Well, there's a point where I'm like, my God, he's going to give him another stroke. And yes, also, I kept getting wor- worried that Luke or uh, or Butch was going to fall off the stage. And also, <laughs> then he started bushwhacking with his canes and not actually supporting himself. I'm like, oh, what are you doing, fine. Luke? So, to be fair, with the canes, the bushwhacker march will be way more effective now because he'd just be yeah. plowing his way through. Traffic. That's great, and they did. It, and I love so that they far. did address a lot of uh, like, well, we did all this stuff beforehand, and it's yeah. amazing that we got to do this and become celebrities for doing fun, weird stuff, you know, and, and that worked, you know, I, that, that, that's, that's so great. You know, I love how they seem shocked that they, that they would be cheered. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, they seem shocked <laughs> I, that that was the route that Vince wanted to go with it. I was surprised that they were 26 time tag team champions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like not in the WWE, of course, but like in their, throughout their career. And that's that the thing. That's awesome. one of those things where that, that was that that's the learning point. Like I can we get a mm-hmm. Bushwhackers documentary with the rest of the story? Because mm-hmm. the majority of us, I mean, even hosted old time, by Johnny Ace. I mean, what, what Matt and I here are probably the <laughs> old the oldest school fans here, right? Um, I need to. And and, and and yeah, Bobby too is along the same lines. And and we're of the Bushwhacker era. And I had no idea about this stuff. I've heard nominal <laughs> things about the sheep herders and to hear these kinds of stories, which is so great. And this is why, like, like, uh, you know, I think the shoot interviews do well. Like, I would sit there and listen to just stories from some of these guys, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just captivated by these. It's like listen. It's like listening to to, you know my grandfather talk about the good old days in Pittsburgh, you know, when you took a, 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 a ride, you know, with somebody else's Sunday fair pass to, uh, to downtown, you know, I mean, this is like the old guys, the way things used to be in wrestling. Right. And it's yeah. just so fascinating, especially looking at, uh, today. Um, you know, I, I, I think I, I kind of uh, emulate a little bit of I thought you know Nat, you know Nash and Michaels was really good I, I love the spot with it mm-hmm. um, but uh, I, I have to go with you know the heart strings on the uh, the, the the Connor uh, McCulloch mm-hmm. introduction and um, you know even and I know she was really kind of raw and you know not a great speaker and you know but but hey it's oh I thought she did I great. thought she, I thought she was I a great thought speaker. Great. Well, I yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, I, I'm just saying. I've heard, I've heard some things. People kind of yeah. go uh, railing on that. But you know, for somebody in the position she she's in, I thought she did very well um, oh, yeah. in, in introducing yeah, that, it. That, and and not and, and some say that it wasn't about Warrior. It was about who was getting award. No, it's about Warrior because he's the inspiration mm-hmm. for that's this. That's why. That's why they had Brian. Brian yeah, was and then there to make it about Connor. And then have Brian. Gonna, right. Yeah. Brian and, and she, Brian she was introducing the concept of the award. Exactly, exactly. And then Brian really kind of 
lit out like what that meant and how uh, you know the story about Triple H and him punching him and everything like that. Um, and, and you know, go down to 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 his father and, and his, his brother coming out. Oh my uh, god! When just... the brother came out, I I just had to pause the Hall of Fame and get like a basket of tissues and just yeah, yeah. like compose myself. And then they bring out people power. I'm like, oh, okay, we're back now. <laughs> people power with that with that haircut, right? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but, uh, which was which was like, I'm like, oh, really? This guy, you know? And I love that they bring it around. Is and, and, and look, John Laurinaitis is another one. Everybody knows John Laurinaitis. People power. They don't know dynamic dudes. They don't know these other things. <laughs> By the way, great talk. Uh, a but few you weeks. You guys haven't mentioned the best speech. Wait, wait, hold on, I'm working on my best oh, okay. speech. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm working I'm sorry. on my best speech. But uh, but no no Connor definitely uh, de- Connor definitely uh, kind of hit it for me. But maybe it's because it's the hometown boy, and I've sat in Pittsburgh how many times now when they play that video and watch an entire arena weep. You know, I mean, I also thought it was I thought it was cool that they kind of oh Brian didn't directly bring it up, but he kind of brought up the fact that like keep in mind this is when Connor like the the whole like first meeting or whatever this wasn't when brian was like the top star like challenging for the wwe title like even in title contention at all he was connor or brian was connor's favorite wrestler when he was tag team champions with kane Mm -hmm. and in like a comedy like right he's a bad guy and that's the thing and a bad guy and in like a mid-card gimmick right right like that says something, I think. And I think I think that says something also because also the way WWE works is like you're like oh he's not a top of a car but he's doing this weird thing over here. The kids latch onto him, you know. Uh, Matt, every time Dean Ambrose comes on, your your kid stands at attention and is paying attention to it. Your wife too, I know, but you know. <laughs> well, but yeah, my my five year old now he he's caught on now. So every time Dean Ambrose comes out, he will run over to my wife and be like. That's your favorite. There, there's Dean, mom. There's your favorite, mom. And it's just like, oh, no. But, but he's also... I think, some, but, I, I think some people get so caught up with the idea that kids only like John Cena or Randy Orton or, you know, whoever. You know, I, I think it's cool that there are people out there that move like a Daniel Bryan or a Dolph Ziggler or... And, and you know, that's their favorite wrestler. Like, I mean, you gotta think when we were kids, we all liked the weird ones. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Like, exactly. Sorg loved the Bushwhackers for Christ's sake. Dude, I my favorite, the, I my favorite was Pear Shaped Big Boss Man. Pear Shaped Big Boss Man. That's another one, you know? I like the goofy ones. Like, I like the Bruce the Barber Beefcake, right? Because he was colorful and he had the big shears and he went to barber school and that was the tape I got, you know? I mean, it was just like, he came with the shears when he got his little action figure, you know? It was, I mean, that was like, Junkyard Dog, you know? Really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. My little sister loved Luna Vachon. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm wow. not joking. That was no. my sister actually dressed up as a wrestler for Halloween before I did. She dressed <laughs> up as Luna Vachon one year. Like, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. Just, and how like, long did it take for the hair to grow back, Mike? Uh, it was a wig. It was a <laughs> oh, wig. Good move by her. Yeah. Can I? This is a side <laughs> one. Just I thought about this. Uh, first, real quick, real, 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 real quick. I, I, I just this popped in my head. This is a, this is a mini question, mini big question. Uh, what was the first, or have you gone to Halloween as a wrestler? For me, I did the Undertaker. Uh, it was makeshift. I don't know if we had the hat or not. I think yeah, we did have some sort of duster hat, and we actually had gray <laughs> trash bags we wrapped around my shoes and up my legs to look like the boots. Mm. Um, I actually own a um, a length of chain, 
and I put a master lock around it, and yes, I was Mr. John C. <laughs> anyway, else? It, was, it was it was a year can... when we didn't have any plans. I'm like, I have jorts, I have a shirt. Let me get a chain quick. <laughs> Boom. Mine, mine, mine is a uh, not a Halloween story. It's a Comic Con story from December of. 2014. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Comic-Con. I had a lantern and everything. And a terrible oh, looking wow. beard and wig. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> kind of fell we, all, we all need to do a show in costume one time. Yes, we do. I still have the Macho Man stuff from the 80s party a few years ago. Uh, Matt Garland, you? What do I have? What? I'm sorry. I, I was talking to Riz in the chat room. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> have, have you dressed? Good. What was the first time, if you have dressed as a wrestler for Halloween? I've never dressed as a wrestler oh, for Halloween. Wow. Oh, wow. Cool That's what we're doing at Halloween. <laughs> All right. Matt, Matt Carlin's, you need to dress as DNA. But, but no lie, while I was in college, a couple of my roommates dressed as the Hardy Boys one year and no. went out to the wow. bar dressed yes. as the Hardy Boys. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, the Attitude Era, so they were cool as tell. And, but, and, and, and that's a pretty, that's a pretty easy one, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, you just, at that you just time, go to we, Hot Topic and yeah, like my closet was generally the Hardy Boys costume in that era. So, <laughs> uh, uh, Eamon? I just did a cheap Rey Mysterio one year with a mask and a Rey Mysterio T-shirt, and that it was it was bargain based in Rey Mysterio. All right, all right, back to I have cheap Batman, but that's more of a case if I'm not. I did a cheap Batman too. I did a cheap Batman one year too. Um, anyways, sorry, back around, back around. Uh, who who didn't go yet for the Hall of Fame? I didn't. Okay, all right, Mike. Best speech by far, Alundra freaking Blaze. Oh yeah. The current reigning defending <laughs> WWE women's champion. I just love it. I just love any speak for uh, Bull Nakano and Shikusa Nagoya getting name dropped. That's all I care about. <laughs> I, I I thought it was great that she was like uh like she said she was the first Paul Heyman girl. She talked about the dangerous alliance, like mm. She got the Rick Rude pop, which was awesome. Nice. If he's not in next year, along with DDP yeah. and Vader, like I think Bobby, yep. you said, you said yep. those guys, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. You could tell she really like was very like happy about her career. Like, yeah, like, she, like she made uh, she made reference to like her feud with Oklahoma of all things. Oh yeah. <laughs> but no, Evan Courageous. And and well, that and Evan. Well, Courageous. No, both, both actually, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we pulled barbecue sauce out of the. And, out and, of the uh, garbage can. I'm sure nobody else got the. Oh rest, my but. god! That's why she pulled JRs out. Yeah, because she got. Mm. Kind of I didn't pick up on that. I didn't yeah, pick yeah. up on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it went by a lot of people's heads too. <laughs> that was but, a deep um, cut. I also totally forgot she was part of Team Madness. Yep. Yeah. Totally forgot about that, yep. and that was. That was amazing that she kind of brought it around to Randy a little bit. Totally yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally forgot that she still drives monster trucks. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> I also awesome. think it was a good, um, a good testament to this whole give divas a chance thing too, because I, I love the fact that like she brought up the fact that she her goals and her aspirations was to be a stunt woman mm-hmm. and to be in movies and stuff like that, but somebody convinced her to be a pro wrestler. Like, I, I think so many people get caught up of, like, oh, you know, people that couldn't make it as models are now going to be wrestlers. It's like, no, maybe they just, you know, are, you know, this is just where they fit in. And and there's, and you can be as good as anyone, you know? I, I, I think that was really cool to cool to see. Yeah, I yeah. also, also kind of wish her, her speech was like, 
a hard reset of the Divas division. Because she brought the no, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, the I she did make a point of saying this is what a real women's belt looks like. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. she she brought the belt back. She's like, this is the real women's championship, and like you could have had something set in place where, like they they would be like Nikki Bella would even realize like, hey, you know what, Alundra Blaze was right. We're women's wrestlers. We mm-hmm. want like we've been saying give divas a chance. We should really be saying give wrestling a chance. And she brings out. The women's title, mm-hmm. like, because uh, it NXT. still looks like it looks like a damn good belt, and it fits in with the classic look of the IC title. Mm-hmm. That's true. And and the the NXT Women's Championship is a women's championship. Yes, it's yes. not a Divas Championship, and it's nicer than the Divas belt. What do I call the Divas belt? The Tramps Champ Championship of the World. That's right. That's what it is. That's right. Uh, Matt, what about you? Um, my favorite part of the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I already gave mine, but um, I didn't give mine. Oh, Bobby! Yeah, you. Oh, I'm sorry, Bobby. Everybody, everybody said like pretty much uh, all the other ones. Um, I know, Mike, you didn't like the Larry Zbysko one. I I loved his stories of Bruno San Martino in Pittsburgh. Me too. Even though he did say them four times. That's all right. Um, It was still still cool to hear that. He would have been better served if he brought out some notes. Because it's not like I don't like Larry Zbysko. It's just I think. He wanted to be the guy that didn't bring out notes and wanted to be the badass and the good talker and everything. And I think he just got overcome yeah, with the yeah, emotion but you know, of actually I, being there. I'm with Bob. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and this is we're probably rose colored glasses because we're he's a Pittsburgh guy. You know what I mean? So we're <laughs> like that. He's talking about us, yeah, you know. But I, I think also you need to let you know a lot go on Hall of Fame for presentation and and, and such. Like this is I I know it wasn't clean, but you got to see a real emotional speech from him. Yeah, I, 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 you know, like Jerry Lawler and other people were like making jokes about like the show running long and stuff like that. It's like, but it's the Hall of Fame. Like, who cares? And that's yeah. fine. Like, and, it, and, and it's fine. It's it is <clears throat> there. It's it's a it's a night for everybody to kick back, relax, and celebrate wrestling and, and celebrate. Plus, if you're gonna have nine people inducted, right? Four hours doesn't seem that long. No, yeah. no. And this, and this is a you know, this is the other thing too. You know, and and this is for them to figure out. And how do we do this? And we let them go and, and whatever it is. But um, and that's why you put a guy on uh last like Kevin Nash that will make his point in whatever space you gave him because he's that's what he that is what he's good at because he is good on the mic and he knows how to do that kind of stuff. And same with Shawn Michaels. So, Kevin Nash's speech is like four minutes. Yeah. So going back to like the concept of the Hall of Fame and like the, the presentation of it, just one quick note. Um, WWE needs to figure out – and they, and they have done some measures to it. Um, for people that do attend the Hall of Fame, when you attend the Hall of Fame, you're attending a Hall of Fame ceremony. You're not attending a wrestling show. What? Yeah, but since you have tickets no. out to wrestling fans, remember we're talking, and, and I don't mean to bash wrestling fans, but we've had this discussion in other contexts as well. Wrestling fans are wrestling fans are wrestling fans, and, and they're plus, not Eamon, going to. Amen. You, you have to remember, people are coming in from all over the world. Mm-hmm. People are going to access right before this. Mm-hmm. They're not going to walk around access in a suit. I and, get that, but and plus, it's hot as balls out there. No, I know. I, I don't know. Well, I'm sorry. I don't care about dress code. Yeah. If you want to wear a wrestling shirt, whatever, I don't care. You have to be respectful, though. Right. There was, uh, there was some time. douchebag. I can't remember what speech it was, but there was a guy doing the what chant during some yeah, that, which can is I just, completely disrespectful. Can I just say, as wrestling fans, can we please outlaw the what chant? It is the worst chant. And it, it, it ruined Stone Cold for me for a while because I 
I hate it. I hate it. But you're not there to you're not there to do that. You're not there to heckle, which I think so, someone did that with Alundra, like mm-hmm. when she was doing the trash can thing. Someone yelled, "Bring the belt out already!" Like, stop it. Like you're yeah. there to be respectful. I, again, I don't give a shit about dress code. I, I get that. I get that. Not everyone has a suit. Not everyone's bringing their suit. Just be respectful. You, mm-hmm. People can control I, that. I think I um, was listening to a podcast um, over the last day or so, somebody who was at the Hall of Fame ceremony, and they said that there was at least some kind of signage in the yeah. arena that was indicating to fans to be respectful during the speeches. So someone, it's, someone, it's definitely something is. that's on WWE's radar. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe I hopefully the, the the group think of the wrestling fans can can be a good influence. And, and you guys think I that, mean, the that, one or two people who were kind of jerks, yeah, really stood out, and I'm I'm sure they were told to shut up in a very polite way by the other yeah. people in the arena. I mean, the Hall of Fame I went to in the Garden, they told us to kind of, um, you know, not chant too much, and there were there were things that they had around like, you know, this is a very serious ceremony, all that stuff. But yeah, there's only so much you can do. Right, right. You're supposed I to that maybe. No, people. I agree. I, the, you're not gonna, you know, it's it's on the person doing yeah. it, and and yeah. and it's you know they you know they need if it happens they need to get taken care of pretty much. Um, I I don't know if they. I mean, I, I, obviously I wasn't there, so I couldn't hear what they actually like. If they said anything before the show saying like, hey, we you know don't do this or this, but they do have like signs I think like around the building that basically mm-hmm. said no cat calling, no mm-hmm. you know. None of that kind of stuff. Um, I, I again, I, I, I don't blame. It's not like I'm blaming WWE. I, I'm just call out to wrestling fans who attend the Hall of Fame. You have to treat it like a ceremony. You don't treat it like a wrestling event. I think they should tell everyone that Brock Lesnar is wandering the arena <laughs> and he will attack the first thing that makes a sound. Honestly, <laughs> um, at at Comic Cons, like when they're doing exclusive footage, they like I went to the Daredevil one. They told us all that the security agents. Or shield agents that would confiscate you and block you in Prison Forty Two if you made a sound <laughs> during some of the footage. So nice, nice, nice. I mean, you know, they you could do something like that. Too. You got to figure out a way to get the message across, but at, at least it uh, clearly WWE is aware of it and and they're oh they're, yeah 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 yeah. And it could have been worse. I think it was much worse actually the year before. So on that note, let's go to talk about our friends. Uh, we like pizza. I've been munching on this stuff all night. Uh, SliceOnBroadway.com. Our friends down the road here, along the tracks on the T-Line. Some great pizza. Providing pizza to Pittsburgh Podcasts uh, for the last year. And we really enjoy it for our guests that join us here in the studio throughout the evening. as is podcast night, podcast day at Sorgatron Media. And we do about five of these and a sixth thing. So there you go. Um, so, uh, you know, please, you know, check it out. Uh, let them know uh, that you dig them. They're also on Main Street down in Carnegie, PA. They said they're making their stuff from scratch. It's great stuff. They're addicted to pizza. Uh, making good pizza, uh, uh, and, and and we can really kind of relate to that. So, SliceOnBroadway.com, thanks to them for supporting this show, all of our shows here at Sorgatron Media, with pizza. So, with that, we'll uh, take a short break, record that fun thing for gold, and we'll be right back with the big question. It's my turn this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, snap. Provide this is Raymond Rowe, and you are listening to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Hey guys, it's the Wrestling Mayhem Show back again with a big question. And Lunchbox, I'm told, 
I've been receiving the smoke signals. Um, I've been receiving uh, messages tied to the foots of pigeons. Uh, but the messages are, of course, written on packagings from Juicy Fruits. It's weird, but he says he's coming back. He's coming back next week. He's going to be returning with his own big questions. But this week, it's um, my turn. Sorg, I have a question. Hmm. Is LB going to come back with a mohawk and weird Jack Sparrow facial hair? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. I'll ask him that at lunch this week. Anyways, um, I, you know, I got thinking about this. You know, WrestleMania, a lot of fun. We've been talking about it. Um, but there's a few moments, Matt, you can concur with this, uh, where we literally jumped out of our seat. In my mind, those few things were when Randy Orton pulled that crazy RKO out of nowhere off of the stomp. Um, there was something else that happened in between there. And of course, when Seth Rollins came out at the end, uh, to the point, I remember your wife, uh, Matt Carlin's, uh, uh, like, I think almost breaking her hand because, uh, on the ceiling above her, yeah. that she just <laughs> raised up so quickly. Um, so I, my question is, can you think of a time? This kind of a remember when I know, but when was the last time you remember, raising up out of your seat in reaction to something that happened in wrestling or a time when, you know, back when, or something like that. When did you raise up last? That's the short version. No. Hey, the last know? time, the last time or just a time, a time could be the last time, but I mean, I think that's the ultimate, you know, uh, everybody saw the LL Cool J entrance video intro video, which I thought was tremendous. Like this is a, this is another. This is why we watch wrestling. <laughs> this is why we're excited about WrestleMania kind of thing. Um, I, I got I actually watched that before the indie show, uh, um, not the podcast, but the show I worked uh, Saturday night, and I'm just like, dude, and I should pass the Chachi. He's like, dude, you know, uh, and you know, Chachi's kind of a tough nut, nut to crack for that sometimes too. Um, but again, that vision of like, we're all in the same moment and we all just reacted at the same time to, to something. And, and that kind of shared experience is kind of what I'm going for here. Um, I don't know who's got, who's got the first one. I, I got mine. Um, two years, roughly two years ago to the day, uh, Dolph Ziggler cashing in on my birthday <laughs> at raw after mania. I lost my damn mind. I took a video of the whole thing. You can just hear me screaming, holy shit, holy shit, he's doing it, holy shit. And then he almost lost, and then he eventually won. It was all the better. It was so good. Nice. Uh, but, yeah, and I brought my friend to Raw uh, who said he'd go with me because it was my birthday. He doesn't watch wrestling. He had no idea what the fuck was going on. <laughs> it was pretty great. And he loved Raw up until the point where we were stuck on a train ride for two hours home with everyone fandangling. <laughs> <laughs> Remember wow. that, guys? Wow, yeah. Yeah, well, it actually happened a little bit on the pre-show, so... I think it's kind of funny that fandangling and doing Lucha Lucha is the same movement. Mm -hmm. Co-op that. Anybody else who's got the next one? All right, I'll take it, Sword. I don't want to put anybody on the spot for this one, because I know it's kind of outside the box. No, it's okay, it's okay. I've I, I got a good memory of something like this happening to me. Um, it was WrestleMania 20... And uh, you may remember there was a triple threat match in the main event. Yep. <laughs> and um, Richards. <laughs> anyway, the point I, I got to set the scene for you a little bit. I was working in Savannah, Georgia, but it was around the St. Patrick's Day weekend. So my cousin from Buffalo, who doesn't watch wrestling, 
And my other friend who was uh, hanging around down there, who was from uh, Erie, was also down there. And he kind of watches wrestling, but doesn't really watch that much. But they were in a decent mood, and we had just had fun spending St. Patrick's Day weekend in Savannah, Georgia, which is a place you should go to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, in case you're looking for a place. Anyway, they were like, okay, let's go watch WrestleMania 20 at this sports bar in Savannah, Georgia. And, you know, nice, just it, basically what you want from your sports bar. You've got a nice packed room. Um, and I'm sure if you could, guys can remember this uh, triple threat match in the main event of WrestleMania 20 between uh, Triple H, uh, Shawn Michaels, and this other guy. Sensor. And um, this other guy had been on a bit of a journey. Um, so if you're a wrestling fan of by a certain age, you had watched this certain wrestler since he was in WCW and coming up and kind of creeping along and being kind of like that mid-card title holder guy for a while. And then all of a sudden, he wins the Royal Rumble, and he's in the main event of WrestleMania 20, and you're like, maybe he's going to win. But you have to also remember at the same time, Triple H is in full holding everybody down mode. He just beat Booker T in the most – horrifying fashion possible the year earlier. So I'm just trying to set the mindset. So when this certain wrestler makes Triple H tap out, the scene in this bar sort of drawn, and I'm sure a scene repeated in bars across the country and in living rooms everywhere was crazy. And sure enough, me, I was off my bar stool and people are screaming at the television set for Triple H to tap out, like literally screaming at the TV set. Like 50 some odd people in the back of this bar. And when he finally taps out, the bar goes crazy. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, it's, it's one of those things where even my cousin, who knows nothing, heads or tails about wrestling, was like, okay, that was awesome. <laughs> I'll admit it. Um, that was like that ultimate, like, just visceral, emotional wrestling moment that you have to watch for like years and years and years to just build up all that energy so that when you finally get that one little thing that you wanted, it just like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I got a throwback for you. Yep. Goldberg being Hogan. Mm. Oh, that's a good one too. At the time that was such a hot moment. It was another one of those. We're sick of Hogan. We're sick of him having the belt. You know, ah, NWO's always getting over. Like those few, few, few moments where WCW got over on, on NWO were so passionately hot. You I know? still can't yeah. even, uh, even a little bit the Sting one, right, was such a relief. Actually, no, you know what's even bigger than that? Because we didn't know that it wasn't for the title. When Roddy Piper put Hogan to sleep in their first meeting in, in WCW. Um, was was one of those as well. Like I, the Goldberg one. I mean, I wasn't obviously watching them, but no. like, I felt like I felt like the only time where like they actually got one up on the NWL because even the Sting ones like marred in controversy. Right, 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 whole, right. Um, great, great lead, and that's why I, I kind of roll back to Piper. Piper was the first time you saw a weakness, right? Mm-hmm. And again, kind of didn't realize until afterwards, like what this wasn't for the title. What are you talking about? <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. like we were like, this happened. <laughs> Holy crap! He beat him. Why doesn't he not have a title? <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that, that, that post look was was like a lot of post WCW pay per views. So a lot, <laughs> a lot of, of sad faces. Yeah, a lot of sad faces. Um, but anyways, 
Anyways, what they were doing a good a, thing at the time in general. I got a f- oh yeah yeah yeah. I got a few. Yeah, a, uh, a few quick ones. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go in chronological order. Um, the barbershop window incident. Mm-hmm. Oh Shawn yeah. Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Oh yeah. Of course. Um, Chris Jericho's debut. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and CM Punk beating John Cena at Money in the Bank <laughs> for the title because you didn't know. You, you, everybody assumed Cena was going to win that because of the contract negotiations for Punk, and it, it was amazing. And honorable mention goes to uh, Chris Jericho winning the Undisputed Championship, too. So. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, my, my, my secondary one was Shawn Michaels winning the First Elimination Chamber because that in person was amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Uh, it also had that guy that Matt was talking about that we can't seem to remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's everybody. Uh, I got, I got my. Oh, oh, uh, hey man, I'm sorry. That's yeah, fine. Um, I, I was thinking a lot, and for some reason, I thought the most recent one was the like the two main events for uh, NXT Revolution, the Sar- Charlotte Sasha Banks and the Sami Zayn Adrian mm-hmm. Neville, just because I was so jacked for that. Uh, but two others came to mind that are a bit later. Um, the first I remember was um the Joey Styles pipe bomb on Raw. Because mm. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, it was my first time ever seeing anything like that, mm-hmm. and I was just like so shocked by it. Um, the other was the Nexus debut. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's really good. Yeah, I was in Las Vegas for that. So unexpected, and just the way they did it was just—it felt so chaotic and so like crazy. I remember um, where I was for that, Las Vegas. That's a, oh, yeah. that's a good one. So that's uh, so we have we have one from the chat room. Uh, we all saying last time I rose up was when feel bad clothesline Nick Esteban Taylor out of his boots, uh, which you can see at pittsburghwrestling.com later this week. Um, and, no, and, no, and if it if it made wheels rise up, you know it's <laughs> oh, oh, boom, oh, boom, hammer wheels. Wow, wow. Wheels comes and runs over your feet. Yeah. <laughs> Wheels has said worse things about himself than any, anything we've reached here. Wheels knows yeah, it's all in love. It's Bri- all in Brian, love. Riz, oh, wait, says, Riz says Brian Pillman's gun scene. Oh, Pillman's gun yeah. yeah. I'll say the – um um I, I can't say for sure that I jumped out of my seat, but when Austin stunned McMahon for the first time, yeah. I'm pretty sure I jumped I know, out of my seat. I know the exact date of that. That was September 22nd, 1997. The only reason I know that was because I couldn't watch Raw live that day because it was my mom's birthday and we had to go out to dinner. I went to school <laughs> the next day. Everyone was telling me about it. I'm like, I didn't get to, see- <laughs> to watch Raw last night yet. I had to rewind the tape. As soon as I got home, I watched it. I'm like, oh, that was amazing. Was that was at the night- garden, too. Yeah, that was that was also the night uh, with Cactus Jack coming back. Nice. Oh, that was a great one. Oh, trying to contain myself when I realized the ECW had 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 invaded uh, WWE on early in the invasion angle. Oh, I was yeah. watching yeah, at my grand. I was watching at my grandparents' place, trying to be quiet so I don't bother them because I know they don't give a crap about wrestling. <laughs> while I was visiting, <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, it was kind of like you know they come in and just like, oh, okay, what are you? You know, kind of looks. And I'm just like, this is really Eddie, good. Eddie beating Brock was one of those too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Eddie. I, yeah, I was one of my early thoughts on that one too. So, um, all right. Uh, anyways, uh, let us know your thoughts. Hey, you know, if you uh, tweet us, 
what made you rise up out of your seats in pro wrestling? Um, <laughs> hashtag w- dirty. You're saying it's so sultry, sword. Ar- uh, Armageddon, wait. Armageddon, six woman uh, bikini pool match. Sword. Oh jeez. Oh, wait, geez. no, I just got one I answer. Watch. One answer. Early Sunny. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say one word. Early Sunny. <laughs> Maybe oh, two words. So much two I forgot how to spell. Um. Uh, but no, hashtag WMS, big question, and you'll actually get a copy of this week's. So we mentioned a th- something that happened there. March the Victory 2015 uh, with the intergender match with uh, Mickey Knuckles and Nick Osborne Taylor. It's a pretty tremendous match, actually. It's a lot of fun. And uh, and Trachi put a lot of work in to get that match to look good. So there's that. Um, so please do that. And uh, we had some responses from last week's question, actually in email form. Uh, last week's question was uh, whether you know not having the belt every week on Raw really kind of hurt the product or not so often every pay-per-view. And we did have an email question. Oh, no, I lost your name. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he says, uh, in my opinion, I think it does hurt the WWE product uh, due to the weakness of other titles. And that, let's be honest, the creative team is a C-plus at best in the powers that have that be have forgot how to build talent. WWE is nowhere close to the mid card of the Lucha Undergrounds of the world. Anyways, Derek, uh, Derek as always. Oh, thank you, Derek Stroud. As always, your biggest fan in Utah. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. He'll be receiving a copy of Night of Superstars three. Include who's there last year? Bret Hart was there. I know. Uh, great match with AJ Styles against. Um, oh, I'm forgetting his name. Oh, Derek Stroud. No, not Derek Stroud. <laughs> not Derek Stroud. Oh, I, I can see his face. He's an awesome dude. He was in TNA for a minute. What so, does he look like? And then that stoke monkey fell over. Oh, jeez. Um, beardy <laughs> guy like? from New York Wrestling. Like? Uh, but no, tremendous matches there and a lot of great names and a lot of great faces there. Uh, so he'll be getting a copy of that this week. Um, in the meantime, <laughs> hey, you guys like T-shirts, right? Sure. Sword, we love t-shirts. Matt Carlin's likes t-shirts. t-shirts. Matt Carlin's likes the, the Mayhem Club t-shirt. You can get that over at Spreadshirt. Link, 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 link over at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. You can also check out uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. No, that's Bobby. Bobby, what are you doing <laughs> on my shot? I have a shirt from Finn Balor. Like, that's not. Oh, that's Bobby not, and I are both wearing WWE merch. Bobby, that's not yeah. what I'm looking for. But, but it's NXT merch. Pro wrestling tees. Pro wrestling slash WMS. We got some great designs there. I love going to a party and seeing wrestle wrestling mayhem shirts. Like every wrestling mayhem shirt represented almost. Um, <laughs> sure, it was Anthony Nice. Anthony Nice, thank you very much. Uh, the grind on AJ MTV. Styles was so great. No, that's not right. <laughs> but there's so much more going on there. Um, there is plenty of Hall of Famers. This is looking like the best of WWE shop at these days over ProWrestlingTees.com. But you know, great. You can you can get some awesome stuff. You can get some million dollar man merchandise if you really want to. That's cool. You know, and 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 you know, it's kind of uh kind of going more more of that percentage is going to the wrestlers. It's not filtering through the WWE machine, right? Uh, but if you go in here, you can check out a bunch of... You can still get Ahmed Johnson merchandise for the diehard what? Ahmed Johnson fans out there. <laughs> I was a diehard Ahmed Johnson fan. Or, hey, kid. we just mentioned him. He was at IWC. Anthony Nice actually has a... Uh, has a uh, t-shirt. Bobby, no. Uh, has a t-shirt <laughs> shop on here. Uh, I believe Joe Dabrowski has one, too. Did I... Did I see that? Um, 
Dombrowski. I think he's getting one um, for Montreal Theory and such. Uh, Chava Guerrero's on here. Friends of the show. Uh, Daphne, Christopher Daniels, a friend of the show on here. Chuck Taylor, he was awesome. Davey Richards. Um, Doc Gallows, Dustin Rhodes. Who's that guy? Uh, but you can, friends of the show, uh, Eric Young's on here as well. So a lot of cool guys on here being represented. Jimmy Jacobs, who's uh, going to WWE, of course, and so much more. Support indie wrestling with t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com. But sorry, ProWrestlingTees.com slash WMS. So, guys. And, and sword, sword, by the way, it was Riz who, uh, who, who came up with Anthony Nice. He's giving me shit in the chat room because he can't be patient for a fucking second and let me wait till you finish the ad to tell you. It was him. Right. He is right. No, Bobby. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. So let's get into the fan mail. Um, so I meant Riz. What? I meant Riz. Why did none of these names... None of these names copied over. It's really it's really perturbing me. Uh, oh, wait, wait. I got a name at the bottom. I actually got a name at the bottom. What is this? Okay. I want to touch on uh, Antonio Garza's email first, actually. Uh, I was going to say, I know. Should we read that first part of that one? I don't know what's going should. on. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll do this. Okay. Gabriel, who's been ripping it up. He's all over the place uh, in, our, in our Facebook groups. He's been emailing us. Uh, apparently a newer fan of the show. And Thank you for all the kind words that you've had over the last few weeks. Apparently, did he say he listened to like 30 episodes of the show in like a week? <laughs> Something Jesus like that. That's four bastards. Yeah, it's what you mean it, too. It, more highly recommended than watching thirty WrestleManias. I don't know. Where, I don't know at which point your sanity is better after. <laughs> you know, had to put up with Eamon and I's whiny ass voices. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, because he says challenge accepted from Mad Mike's question on whose voice I'm annoyed with the most. You you <laughs> asked this. I did. I was joking. I have a question I mean, for him. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> how many of us? How many of us on this show actually have a good podcasting voice? Let's be honest about. Warming this. up my hands for the epic burn that's about to come my way. <laughs> <laughs> and and I don't know if anybody, the most professional, on the pros professional on mic person here is probably Eamon of all people because he does I it for a wrestling be. promotion, right? I would hope Eamon's the most professional on. You know, and back up with Matt Carlin's because he's actually been on the TV, if I recall. Uh, I work in television. I've been on television, so there you go. I mean, you should know. He's like has a communication was degree in a or commercial something. Or was in a thing once. What? <laughs> I was in a thing once. I was, was, thing once. I was yeah, in a wrestling mayhem thing. The only thing I could think of was when you were interviewed at Comic Con that one time. But I was like, that wasn't a that wasn't a like uh, uh, interview. Well, it was an interview. I'm I was, what was I interviewed at Comic Con for? For something I don't even remember. But you were interviewed once at a Comic Con. I was heard laughing in the background on Mike and Bob's radio show one time. There you go. There you go. I, I okay. I've been on the radio. I've been on TV. I guess. Um, I've done commercials. You should listen to some other pod, like some early podcast I've been on. Then. Yeah. Well, you should do just any of our podcasts in general. Anyways, this is a whole other conversation. But on his thing, Amen. He has the look, but when he talks, I want to break out a Jericho <laughs> quote. I'll let you guys guess on which one. LL, no offense. Much love, Eamon. He, he does love my looks, apparently. <laughs> okay. I have the it, look. Eamon, I, I'd take that. You have a great look for audio podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> 
Second most annoying to me is Bobby F. J. Town yeah. and Bo oh, Diggity yeah. Woo. By the way, so so let's let's preface this. Any question Mike asks is officially sarcasm now. Yeah. For anyone listening, don't have to actually answer it. No, no. As for the voice, this is why I want to. This is why the fan mails are at the end of the show now. By the way, um, as for the voice that I like the best, it's between da 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 Riz, who's just badass. <laughs> I, I love that description. Is Riz, 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 Riz Gabriel? Riz is, Riz is Danny Trejo's stunt double. Wait, hold on, hold on. Is Riz catfishing us with Gabriel? Like no, I don't know. That's with, what I'm trying to figure like out. I did with, um, uh, what was the April Fool's joke I did? That, that Nickel kid. Um, like Chris Nickel, yeah. That was but, a thought. That was a worry for a bit. Let's, talk, let's, let's hear Gabriel say how Riz is super sexy and badass and the greatest person <laughs> that, ever. Okay, wait, wait, wait. There's more. There's more. Mad Mike's voice reminds me of Cena trying to be funny. Good voice. And oh, I'm going to take that as a compliment. No, this is in the compl- compliment section of the email. Um, and, <laughs> and Sorg, because, well, you're the host slash boss, and you're the reason I started listening. Oh, okay. excellent. Okay, all right. Uh, Matt Cotton said that there is no cure for the WrestleMania blues. I disagree. The answer is, you guys as a group are the cure. I get less depressed when listening to all of you on all different... Now you're going to call us a shitty band? Great. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you just thinking everything negative? Listen, listen. We've left the negative part of the email, Eamon. Stop taking the rest of the email personally. It has nothing to do with you. I got good looks, man. (laughs) Just take it. Just take it. You guys as a group are the cure. Uh, I get less depressed when listening to all of you on different topics. Food for thought during WrestleMania week. You should do an hour show every day to cure the blues. Okay, he sent this a little earlier. Wow. And I'm glad. Uh, yeah. Uh, I agree. Make your regular Tuesday show. And then leading up to Mania, have everyone watch a random Mania and dissect it. I kind of did that. Yeah. <laughs> or just you a one person I got, I got not, just, not just a random mania all the random manias <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the test is like if you watch back to because we I did a podcast of like up the five minute thing on each Wrestlemania that's all on YouTube that you can go all, back and all watch all around 30 of them so go see if you can tell my <laughs> mental state as I go through all of them um, anyways uh, I have I, I have now watched 50-plus episodes. I watched WMS Indie Midweek War. I'm about oh. to dip into Insert Coin and Panel Riot. Nice. Guess wow. what? Wow. Guess what? Guess one, what? Of the, one of the annoying voices is the host of the boss uh, <laughs> battle. So. There you go. There you go. Glad, just, glad you like at least half of Indie Midweek yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to let you guys know I'm enjoying you so much, and I'm going to become a Patreon in mid to late April. Wow. Uh, Gabriel, aka Rip City Uprising, out. So, thank you. Thank you. In, in all honesty, in all honesty, I, I, I'm sounding like a bit of a dickhead to this yeah, guy. Yeah, thank, you, thank you, thank you, for listening. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to my annoying voice. Thank my you. question thank is. You. Who's the best personality of no, this? No, 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 no. All right. Well, I got one here. I got one here from Garza that came in here uh, a little later. Uh, I got to hand it to them with rest. Uh, the credit where credit is due is the title of the email. I got to hand it to them when WrestleMania. With WrestleMania being WWE's Wrestle Kingdom, they definitely went all out and managed to give a good show. 
they give good show. Uh, I'd still argue against some of the booking decisions, but at this point, it matters no more. Glad that WWE managed to get the 2001 run-in of DX and the NWO in 2015, but at least Hogan took a bump. It felt like the commentary table hadn't completely buried WCW. It even makes WWE bad. It even yeah, it even makes WWE bad by bragging uh, bragging about defeating a weak company like WCW. Raw went from good to bad. The last hour kind of dragged. We we discussed this last night on the Raw wrap-up as well. Uh, one thing I did notice, if a world-known and respected wrestler just died because of a cervical spine fracture, oh, do yeah. try to find a different injury to give Michael Cole. It's I, just I didn't, realize, I didn't, notice I didn't that. realize that until like, somebody posted oh, a story about how yeah, wow. the, the same injury that uh, killed Carol uh, Aguayo Jr. was what they said Michael Cole had. So. Wow. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That ooh. <laughs> Yeah, that's not that's not the best there's a scare. you're frozen yeah. on a creepy smile during that comment like i'm so sorry <laughs> um all i know uh and i know this may go on deaf ears with some but go watch uh ring of honor supercard of honor nine jimmy jacobs had the greatest happiest in-ring career ending stuff i've ever seen better than macho and liz getting back together zero out thank you very much zero that was an awesome email uh, yeah filling us yeah. in and uh, and I think that's all our correspondence for the week, if I'm not mistaken. Zero desperately wants us to start watching more Ring of Honor. I know, I know. I, and I, I'm going to try to. Ring of Honor now. I want to try to. Let I, me I'm, just say. Let yes. me just say. Yes. Donovan Dijak is a beast. Whoa. He's a beast. You're a beast, Bobby. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I can't. Pick, I can't. Yeah. Pick, I can't pick people up and kick them in the face. Well, practice, maybe, you know. I can't, <laughs> I can't lift anything. It's all good. Do you even lift, bro? I need to host the grind. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, so real quick, and we'll get to our uh, outs here. We still got a little bit of uh, indie mayhem. Holy crap, to record. Thank you so much for staying here late, guys. Sorry for the lateness. We did do his workshop Happy here. April Fool's Day, everyone. Oh, no. I'm Gabriel. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Totally I would kidding. punch you through the internet right now. Um, <laughs> For the next 24 hours, don't believe anything you read online. Oh, no. Do not believe me. anything oh, no. you read. And I, you know how little sleep I get after these shows? I'm going to be so... Oh, this is going to be so bad. I shouldn't even get on the train tomorrow for these meetings. Um, anyways, uh, give me a couple minutes here. Uh, do, is there anything you want to say about uh, Impact Wrestling this week, Mad Mike? Uh I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I watched Impact. Mm-hmm. I live tweeted Impact. I do not remember a single fucking thing that happened on Impact. <laughs> I do not remember a single goddamn thing. Hold on, hold on. I gotta fix the graphic for this one. Is that more appropriate? <laughs> um, Impact, yes. Impact? Yeah. Question mark. Um, watch. I I know what they have coming up this week. Uh, they have. Yet another Bobby Roode versus Eric Young match. Yet. A... I thought we were told that that was over, Mike. I thought we were. See, all right. The one thing I do remember, now that I'm thinking of it, they it's ran back two ads for next week. They ran two ads for, for this for this upcoming week's Impact. One of the ads said, Bobby Roode finally gets his hand on his former friend Eric Young, to which I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, it's finally happening. And the other ad said, (laughs) 
Bobby Roode and Eric Young will clash for the last time. Yeah. I said, what? <laughs> so, so Destination America really has this shit on lockdown, guys. I think TMA um, needs to be advertising the catheters, not ROH. Uh, but actually, this week we have we have um a rematch of Angle and Lashley, which I mean they have good wrestling matches, so it should be good. Uh, the aforementioned versus John again, and uh, oh, I know what happened this week. There was a fucking cage match, and Jeff Hardy won because he's Jeff Hardy. But they're back in the impact zone. So if you uh, don't like seeing English people and like seeing Floridians, well, there you go. <laughs> but let's be and honest. And they have a Titantron. They have a Titantron this week, Sorg. Even Ring of Honor has a Titantron now. So yeah, but Des- mm-hmm. this is the first time that TNA has had a Titantron since moving to Destination America. Oh, okay. And oh, they're all long since, story history. They're since old. last week. <laughs> well, no, no. This is the first time they had they've had a Titan Tron, like a good year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they they were in Destination America uh, in January. That's when they started up there. And well, I'm and, saying because like the eight months they spent in the Manhattan Center. Is yeah, the Titan- and, and <laughs> the end of the end of last year they didn't have Titan Trons at all. Is but the Titan a parallelogram? Uh, no. No, is is there are two squares? Uh, it looks like all the Titan Trump videos were made with uh, Windows Paint. Um, can can I say a quick side note? Since since um uh, about since you you know the the whole thing with TNA uh, on YouTube, there's apparently a lot of from the free like TNA pay per view from back when they were in the asylum, like in like early TNA. Um, very shit shows. Yeah, I almost want to watch those instead of the. New they're movies. worse than they're worse than anything they've done. In Amen. The I years. I highly highly doubt it. The, their production is probably the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire goddamn life. Again, I highly doubt this. You haven't seen what Destination America has been putting out. It is. I. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's really bad. All right. So, on that point, um, let's move on. It's time to learn what you, to find out what you learned from wrestling this week. Uh, now we did get, if I can, uh, the, we do have a lot of them from the Wrestling Mayhem Show uh, Facebook group. A lot of them, actually, a lot of them. Matt Taylor says, "Once the table is on its side, that thing gains density and weight of a thousand dying suns." <laughs> <laughs> Why did you leave it up during the rest of the so night? Good. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> it made no sense. Jim Sharman could be the wrestler genius. When a person is effectively vaporized from this world, sometimes. A single shoe will throw some fire. Guys, she's a heel. (laughs) Kyle in there says uh, that Triple H is actually John Connor on the offensive against Skynet. And Ronda Rousey is a Super Saiyan. Accurate. Mm -hmm. Alex Cars learned that Brock Lesnar is going to be on Raw every week. Oh... Uh, Gabriel, uh, who sent a great email, said, I learned that when WWE makes you despise them, all of a sudden they hit you with an RKO out of nowhere. WrestleMania 31 was, in my opinion, the best ever, but the argument, but for argument's sake, I'll say it's top five. I'm with you on that. I, I, I'll back that up. Uh, Kyle also says one more. Stardust is morphing into Mr. Sinister from the X-Men. Yes. Uh, Gabriel... No, no, no. These are other... Then it goes into, like, a lot of images. Like, a lot of strange images. Like, like... Yeah, okay. Um, 
Antonio Garza learned that Sheamus was the first step in WWE turning their roster into actual immortals. I like this. I, I like this. Yeah. There is one of the, the not the mohawk, but the, the beard thing going on. And Jimmy Jacobs and Lacey showed me that there is still happy endings in wrestling. There you go. Uh, so what did you learn this week, Eamon? Uh, I learned from wrestling this week that, uh, well, well, it's not really a learned thing, but I learned it again. Sting is, Sting is super stupid. <laughs> uh, not only did he, is he like, yeah, the NWO, my mortal enemy for fucking forever, including two of the guys who are like close friends with Triple H, they're going to help me. I'm going to just accept this. Who uh, were celebrating the and night also, before. Yeah. Uh, and also, I'm going to shake Triple H's hand uh, after he beat me, even though he beat me with interference and by hitting me with a sledgehammer. <laughs> That's true. It wasn't exactly a clean victory, I guess, now I think about it. But, uh, well, you out. It even makes it more stupid. Because Triple, Triple H came out later in the show and was like, I beat Sting. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> if that was how he opened the promo, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Matt Carlins, what did you learn from wrestling this week? Uh, I learned that predicting the outcomes of WrestleMania matches is Hard for some people. Easier for <laughs> others. Wait, who won? Um, L, by the way, in case you're wondering, LB won our little prediction game. Nice. No, Six no, matches how, right. Note how LB was the only one to pick Triple H. Did I get well, zero? That's funny you should mention that because my five-year-old son also picked Triple H. <laughs> in fact, my five-year-old son got three matches correctly predicted. Guess who he did better than, Sorg? Mm. <laughs> well, he did just as good as you, Sorg. You also picked three matches correctly. He beat me. I only got two right. And Bobby, he beat you. Did you I get zero? One right. Oh, I got one no, right. You're making it right. I care that five-year-old. Thank God. Who did I get right? I don't even remember. Adam, uh, let me show it for you real quick. Um, <laughs> was it Adam? Oh, this is branch. <laughs> wait. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Kid and Cesaro saved you. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. That's fair. Yeah, and, and uh, we were like halfway through that four-way tag match, and we're like, oh, LB, you didn't do picks. And he's like, this is still good. This is still good. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's still good. But anyways, no, that was that was a lot of fun. That was, and I loved your Periscope. Yeah, I think the best part was when uh, after Triple H won, LB and my five-year-old high-fiving because they were the only two guess that Triple H was going to win. <laughs> we got it right! That's adorable. <laughs> That's so great. That's so Quite great. Um, uh, and I love the Periscope streaming video you did of, of him, of your of your kid making the picks. It was yeah. pretty good. So For posterity. Yes, exactly. Uh, Matt and Mike, what did you learn? Uh, I, I learned that when you get taken down to the suplex city, the Roman is green, but boy is he pretty. I saw that on one of the blogs I read about WrestleMania, and I'm, mm. I'm just using it. Bobby? <laughs> I can't remember what I learned. I had it in my head, and I can't remember. Come back I to know. me. I know. Well, uh, we all learned that Sting and Triple H both had bruises before fighting. That was weird. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was really weird. That was really odd. Yeah, I was like, Stephanie what? Hit, yeah, Stephanie. Stephanie hit Hunter with a bag of oranges. Oh, oh, no. oh no. That's not supposed to bruise. Phone books. Phone books. Matt. Phone books. Oh, it's about the phone. My bad. I Dragon remember Rocks. what mine was. Oh, it's yours. Before he comes back, I'm going to take a shot at, at Lunchbox's boy. Uh, John Cena single-handedly single in 
two nights is destroying the future of wrestling. <laughs> First he beats Rusev, then he beats Dean Ambrose. Like like beating Rusev okay is one thing. I I, I, I get that. Yeah. He no sold. Like straight up no yeah. sold a sunset flip power bomb. Like, Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Did not Who do you like think that. You are? Um I learned that if any wrestler ever hits my table, I am packing up and leaving. <laughs> <laughs> That is your lead in and find out why on the Indie Mayhem show. Go check it out in our interview with Justin Plummer. Thank you, everybody that's joined us in the chat room throughout the night. Everybody stand up. Mike Allen is the MVP, because I think he's still out there. I don't I don't know. Give me a give me a wave in the chat room. Uh the, the, we went so late, and I'm so sorry, Mike Allen, because I know you have work in the morning. Uh, but uh, hanging with us, but hopefully we don't do this too often. Wrestling it's, it's a WrestleMania week, so we, we you need something special, right? Uh, so thank you to that. Uh, please check out everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. 412-206-WMS0 if you want to hit up our hotline and let us know your thoughts. Good time. Let us know what voices you like and let us know what your face, the voices like. Personality this week. Sorry. Don't forget to tell us which one is the prettiest. Yes. Who's the funniest? We didn't get That's ladies. That's what I want to know. Who has the highest IQ? <laughs> we got to get more ladies on the show. Somebody email Jessica Bye. see if she's willing to come back. Uh, good times at wrestlingmamshow.com is the email address. Good times. Good times. And please, like I said, subscribe to everything and check us out on social media on wrestlingmamshow.com. Basicsickness.com. If you like this intro, outro music we use here and all over the place in the Wrestling Mayhem Show network, please also check out other things at sorgatronmedia.com. Um, some wrestling, some not. Uh, if you'd like more of our voices uh go check that out please and uh geez with that mayhem out i guess this show is a member of the sorgatron media podcast network find out more at sorgatronmedia.com